same old people That kind that'll sell your soul Trade it for a shining stone Ain't nothing in this life for free Running from the greatest evil Finally don't know me A man's gotta fight temptation Hello and welcome back to what well, the final one of these. Well, not the final one, but you know the final draw um, group. Sorry, position breakdown. Um, yeah, we're doing the quarterbacks today. You know, big position. Not yeah, maybe not the best group this year, but uh, anyway, we'll get to that soon. Um, joining me, we've got Lee Wakefield. How are you, Lee? Hello. Yeah, very good. Very good. Thanks. How about yourself? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, it's been uh, a weird week looking at. Yeah, yeah. We were just saying it's you know it's good. It's the final position group, which is great. Obviously, means the draft is like really close, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously really exciting. You know, we've just got a couple of weeks, a couple of more shows, um, you know, before the draft. Uh, but yeah, quite a weird one. Uh, I think we've got you know we've got like a, a down year in the middle of obviously a great year last year, and then a couple more coming up. So uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's some virtues to talk about for some of these people. So um, yeah, it's not all bad. No, it, it, it was quite weird because I thought, oh, we leave the callbacks to last because, you know, like, main position really, isn't it? It's one everyone mm. wants to talk about. But I found this so much harder than some of the ones recently that we've done. And, you know, maybe we should have just bunged it in the middle somewhere. <laughs> like, hide it away. But, yeah. yeah, along with the linebackers. Yeah, yeah. Forget, forget that one forever. Just, <laughs> it just bunged it all into one podcast and just yeah. done all. <laughs> yeah, it could have been okay. But, you know, so, somehow we're going to get a couple of these taken in, like, the top. Few picks, yeah. I think. So, well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But God, well, it's not my team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think. Well, I think our teams could take some, a couple of these players, couldn't they, between us? But yeah, maybe a bit Possibly. later on, hopefully. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Well, before before we start, I just want to say, like, who who do you think the teams are that are going to be taking the quarterbacks this year? Because you know, I think, I think it's, a few weeks ago it felt like a, or well, a couple of months ago maybe more, it felt like. Nobody really needed a quarterback so much, or there was no desperate. But I think now there's a few, isn't there? Yeah, there is. So I think the I think with all the, the Josh Rosen stuff, I, I think there's too much smoke for there not to be yeah. any fire with that one. To be honest with you, so I can see the Cardinals taking one. Um, I'm not completely convinced that the Raiders are really happy with Derek Carr. You know, no. not long term at least. So they could they could end up taking one. I, I find it I, I'm in disbelief that the Giants won't take one. You know, I know yeah. they, they're like sticking with Eli and they're all for him and stuff like that, but I, I would find it really unbelievable that the, if the Giants didn't take one, maybe not the sixth overall pick, but, you know, they've got that extra one in the first round now and obviously they pick early in the second. So I would, I'd be, be pretty shocked if out of one of those three picks that the Giants didn't take one. The Jags were one that we always talked about like earlier on, yeah. but obviously they've got Nick Foles now, so they're probably not as much of a priority. Uh, we were just talking about Miami just before we came on and how they're, I think they're just, kicking the can down the road with Ryan Fitzpatrick and they'll yeah. probably take one next year. I think they're just going off the tank, getting as many assets, as many picks for next year's draft so they can have some flexibility to move around possibly and move maybe move up to get one of the one of the better quarterbacks that's going to be in that draft in twenty twenty. Uh, and the other one that's sort of uh, been talked about most recently is Cincinnati, isn't it? With um, you know, Andy Dalton kind of you know, he's kind of in that middle isn't he he's never never going to be great he's never going to be that bad that he's, you know you're going to get the you know top five overall pick or something like that um so yeah they're, they're kind of one that's you know if, if someone starts dropping one of the guys that were mentioned um you know or maybe one or two of the guys that were mentioned if they start to drop towards that 11th pick maybe they'll start to consider it yeah i think yeah i think they're the ones aren't they and hey jack's the one that really sort of i find intriguing because 
I mean, I'm just not a big Nick Foles fan, so that's probably more to do with it than anything. But I can't believe they're just going to sort of stick with him. But they've given him quite a lot of money and almost sort of have mm. to, don't they? If they draft someone at, what, are they seven? If they yeah. draft someone there, then it's not exactly sort of showing much faith. And <laughs> it's, it's sort of, yeah, I think doing that will almost sort of harm harm them a little. So, yeah, I don't think they will. But, yeah, I think maybe it wouldn't be the worst move in the world if, well, maybe the no, group is a bit better, but... Exactly. No, I'm I'm not a, not a huge false fan either. I think he he kind of not got lucky because obviously it takes some skill to sort of win a Super Bowl. But obviously the stars seem to align a little bit. Let's say that um, you know, and yeah, whether that's going to happen again, you know, is very very questionable. I would say. Yeah, I'm not sure that Jags offense is that same uh, Eagles offense that you thrive. No, no, not at all. There. Definitely not. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, they're a tough one. And then I guess then it's just like. Well, our teams, the Patriots and the Chargers and the Steelers and, well, the Giants always said about like looking for that quarterback of the future maybe, so mm. it's going to develop. But Yeah, yeah maybe maybe throwing the Saints into that as yeah, well Saints, if, you, sorry, yeah, if, you, uh, if you wanted to go that way. But yeah, maybe, I mean, for those teams, we're talking mid-rounds out. We're not going to yeah. spend first-round picks on any, any of these guys anyway. No. Well, uh, unless we're swinging it over to the Cardinals for Josh Rosen, maybe. Yeah, so... Being a Patriots fan, I know that you know we, we do some weird stuff. So at the end of that first round, we could do anything. So wouldn't surprise me if we took someone there. But you know, I, I, I hope we don't really. But it wouldn't shock me because I think we draft a quarterback pretty much every other year. So maybe, maybe we'll yeah, it's usually so. quite late, isn't it? It was Danny yeah. Etlin last year, wasn't it? And yeah. yeah, you just kind of cycle through them, don't you? Yeah, I, trying I, to I, find one that you think will stick or can be a decent backup. You know, because I think it's not the worst strategy really to just basically draft a quarterback every year and. You know, if you get if they turn out all right, you can tr- uh, trade them for something, and it's worth it, isn't it? I think. Well, yeah, it's exactly. It's that. I mean, the Patriots have obviously done that with Brissett and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, yeah. in you know the fairly recent past, haven't they? And that's worked pretty well. Yeah, and then you don't end up in well, a situation like the Steelers, isn't it? Where I don't know, they're just constantly searching for a backup that mm. they never seem to find, are they? But yeah, we'll get to that anyway. Well, <laughs> we, we might as well uh, crack on to the uh, top five. Well, yeah, who, who have you go. got at number five? So number five for me is Will Gray from West Virginia. Um, Garrett Gray is like the gunslinger of the group, I would say. He yeah. freelances uh, you know, quite a lot, which naturally I think quite is exciting for people. Yeah. Um, he's quite short-ish, kind of. Um, he's only about 10 pounds heavier than Kyler Murray as well, which says a lot, really, considering that he's a good three inches taller. Uh, but no one seems to kind of be sort of drawing any attention to that, which I guess is, becomes, is because he's kind of over that six-foot mark. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, if he's sort of freelancing, running around... Uh, you know, he's taking those hits and he's not exactly big and bulky. You know, it could be a bit of a problem, which I don't think he's getting the attention that it actually should be a little bit. Uh, he's not a huge scrambler, but he, you know, can break the pocket. Uh, he does hold onto the ball quite a long time, which can obviously attract rushers, especially when they're going to be, you know, better pass rushers than he's seen in college, especially in the Big 12. Um, when he was talking about his throwing, I think he's pretty fearless, <laughs> which, you know, causes some issues. Because uh, he doesn't always make the best decisions and can become inaccurate because his mechanics are frankly quite all over the place at times, yeah. uh, you know. And fearlessness coupled with dodgy throwing motion isn't exactly a dreamy mix. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you know quarterbacks should have a simple, easily repeatable motion that gets the ball out quickly. And Greer doesn't really have this from what I see. You know, he does make some wow throws, but he also makes some head scratches as well. Uh, he'll have his fans because obviously, like you say, he's got this this sort of kind of exciting style, um, and he does do some. Some things that you kind of make makes you sit up and take notice, and some will think he's got potential and believe that he can mould into something. But I'm not one of those people. I wouldn't, wouldn't say. Um, I think everyone's got a click for him to be a success. Really, I think he's got to be in a good landing spot, good coaches, and a veteran QB that can, 
you know, coach him up a little bit for a couple of years. Yeah. So, and well, I think we're saying just before we started that. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I, I do quite like Greer. I think. I say I think obviously, he's probably the most fun out of these prospects, really, or maybe maybe not quite Murray, but yeah, he's definitely uh, one of the most fun to watch, and I think that obviously helps. But I don't know. There's just I feel like with the other players that are probably going to go a bit ahead of him. I think he's just got more upside to them, and I think in this draft, when I don't particularly like any of them, you know, spoiler there, but I don't particularly like any <laughs> of them at all. I think I'd rather just take that little bit of upside that I feel like he has over some of these ones ahead of him that are, I don't know, maybe a little bit safer, but I just don't think are ever going to pan out to be anything great where I think I'd rather take that sort of slim chance that he can develop into that player than, you know, that thing that I don't feel like them players ahead of him can, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair comment. To be fair, um, he does, you know, like I say, he does have some qualities. He does have some X factor that other other guys don't in this class. Um, and yeah, you know, like I say, if the stars do align, then I think yeah, he can do that. And I definitely agree with what you said at the beginning that he is he is among the you know the more fun watches in this class for sure. Yeah, yeah, that definitely helps. And he, he feels like a, quite a leader, doesn't he? I think that when you watch him, I think he does lead that team well. Where I'm not sure what all of these do, but you know. Obviously, they're cool, but they've got to. But yeah, I feel like he's a real leader of the team. But yeah, I think he's one of these that he's definitely a project, and mm. you don't, he's you definitely. Don't... Oh, sorry, oh, go on. No, go on. I go. was going to say he's just he's, he's definitely got sort of a natural charisma about him, and he obviously plays yeah. like that as well. Is what I was going to say, just off the back of your leader comment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think if you can get him, and he's that sort of player that if you can sit him for a couple of years, then maybe there'll be something there. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, yeah, I think personally, I'd rather take his upside where. You might get him if he falls a bit. Like if if, you, if we're talking end of the first or second, then I don't know. I'm not so sure I'd particularly want, well, any of them there anyway. But <laughs> yeah, if, if it's a bit later on, if you're getting him sort of back end of second, third round, then oh, yeah, I quite like him there where you can just sort of almost take a punt and hope he comes good. Mm. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd agree with that. You know, round, round two, three, maybe even the start of four if your team's picking there. Yeah. You know, and you can, like I say, sit on him for a couple of years, especially if you've got a good quarterback who's you know maybe coming to the end of his career and you can have that sort of transition from one to the other, perhaps. Um, yeah, no, I don't mind it. Like you say, he's got the upside. He's definitely someone who, like I said, he's just got factors that, and traits that others don't. And I don't think he'll be super sought after, so you probably get him in that range as well. Yeah. So I, th- I think what I find hard with sort of ranking these is where I don't think any of them are particularly great. It's just, it's hard. I don't think any of them, are, if you if they were, if all of these were coming out like in the last couple of years, I don't think any of them would even be, I don't know, maybe even first rounders. I don't know. We'll get, when we get to Murray, maybe we'll look at how he compares to some of them other quarterbacks. But yeah, I find it really hard. So it's more just, I think best of a bad, well, maybe not best of a bad bunch, but you know what I mean? It's sort of that sort of yeah, thing yeah. of just taking what you can get from it. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where he ends up going. Yeah, let, let's hold that thought on Murray and where he ranks in sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's let, let's hold that one. That's a good question for later, I think. Well, that that I've just spoiled that Murray's in the top four there, haven't I? That's, uh, <laughs> can't believe it. Um, well, is, is he at four? Who, who have you got there? No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> he's a bit higher. Uh, Daniel Jones is my number four from Duke. Uh, he's a bit of a steady Eddie. He's kind of like the opposite to Will Greer in that sense. He's not particularly good at anything in particular. Yeah. He's kind of okay at everything. Uh, pass completion is and always has been around 60% at Duke, which, you know, is not great. It's not terrible either. Uh, pretty much always thrown for just over 2,500 yards. Pretty much always thrown one interception for every two touchdowns. You know, it's very steady. It doesn't really have that progression that I've looked for and that I've been talking about for the last few weeks that, you know, I like to see players grow. But he's kind of just always been the same. Um, 
in terms of his throwing, very good at sort of the short and intermediate stuff. Anything longer, he's pretty terrible. Um, definitely a quick rhythm passer. Uh, if you can force him off his platform or out of the pocket, then he's in trouble. Not super athletic. Um, yeah, he's he's my number four in you know in this exercise. But if I was in a draft room, I wouldn't touch him before start of day three. To be honest with you. Yeah, that, that, that's sort of how I feel about him. I feel like if you want someone who's just sort of a, a solid enough backup that can come in and he's not gonna he's not gonna sort of kill the team, then I think mm. that's fine. But yeah, if you if you're drafting, if you need someone to start straight away, then yeah, I wouldn't want to go anywhere near him. Really, I'll just yeah, if, if you need if you need a starter, sorry, maybe not start straight away, but if you need a starter, then yeah, I just I just wouldn't want him. I just don't. I just don't ever see that real upside of him that he can ever become anything too great. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think um, I would equate him to kind of like an Alex Smith, but obviously Alex yeah. Smith went number one overall, so obviously Alex <laughs> Smith was a greater version of him. But you know, yeah. he, he kind of just think it makes me think that he's just going to be like this sort of. I know it's this phrase that's leveled at Alex Smith all the time, but game manager. I just think yeah. he's just going to be that. You know, he's going to be dink and dunk. He's not going to be setting the world on fire with any throws or wowing anyone. You know, by fitting into a tight window, he's just going to be, you know, dinking and dunking his way down the field and trying not to make a mistake, which is kind of how he played at Duke. Yeah, and I mean that does have its place, doesn't it? In of fairness, course, yeah, 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 that yeah. Has Tom Brady does that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's yeah, it can be a success, but I mean, he would be, need that very, very specific offense, wouldn't he? And, mm, mm. Yeah, like like you said, a career, ever, like a lot of things to go to go right, I think, for him to ever really sort of make it as a as a real good quarterback. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the, the you probably seen uh, the mock drafts that come out from well everywhere, really. Yeah. You know, and him getting mocked in the first round is absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, so we know it happens every time with quarterbacks, but yeah, th- these a couple of these in particular, I think. Well, this and the person, him and the person coming up after, I just don't don't see it myself. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, say so I've seen. I've seen him mocked like quite high as well, which is just insane. I just don't, I, I just don't know where these rank, uh, where these mocks are coming from with him. To be honest, no, for sure. I mean, I think, I mean, it's quite a while ago, but I've seen him mocked to the charge at twenty eight, and it literally makes me sick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely one of them. If if at thirty two they start talking about on the coverage that oh they've heard the Patriots might go for a quarterback, oh, if he's still there, I will not be happy about it. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, yeah, I don't, I don't really see it. Where, where do you think he will end up going? So you said you wouldn't want to take him before the third uh, day three, sorry. But where do you think he actually will end up going when it comes down to it? So like because of Alex Smith, I do think Washington, you know, could could see a fit there. Uh, obviously, they're in the market, but not like an immediate need because obviously they've got uh, Case Keenum at the moment. Obviously, they've still got Colt yeah. McCoy as well. So you know, not not like a desperate need, so they could take a flyer on him. Uh, Cincinnati the same, obviously they need someone sort of waiting in the wings uh, with Andy Dalton. Uh, they don't seem completely sold on him. Uh, so I've just had those two down as my fits for him, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in that in day three, you know, everyone's had a chance to look at him. Everyone's sort of in play. Yeah. Yeah, I think once you get to that stage, I think, yeah, pretty much every team will be looking for a quarterback, really, just for that depth, isn't it, as much well as anything. Yeah. But... But yeah, he's he's not somebody I would uh, be particularly excited about if it turned out the Patriots <laughs> Patriots ended mm. up taking him at pretty much any point in the draft. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if he because he's not because he isn't special. He hasn't got any special trait at all. It wouldn't surprise me if he drops quite far. Yeah, 
you know, if, if no team really, really likes him, you know, he could drop into day, you know, sorry, day uh, round five or six, you know, because yeah. someone would just be like, yeah, you could probably, you know, like you were saying before, like you could just take an upside guy more than him. There's plenty yeah. of upside guys in this draft and who will be sort of around that sort of area in the in the draft, in the, you know, in day three. And, you know, they, they could end up just leapfrogging him because, you know, like you say, they just look upside rather than this steady Eddie guy. Yeah, and... Like for me and how I would want to draft, he is just the exact opposite of what I want. To, I would want to do if I was drafting these players. I think, I think you're sort of drafting someone that's just so limited. It's just, there's just, I just don't see the upside with him. And I think when you're in this draft, pretty much everything I'd be doing would be based on upside. Mostly, mm. it's mm. yeah. I just yeah, I don't really see it. But yeah, we'll we'll see where he ends up on uh, draft day because yeah, it could be quite an interesting one once we get into them later rounds. Yeah, we'll no, see. it could. Yeah, definitely. Well. Well, quickly on to number three, I guess. Um, who, who have you got there? So number three is Drew Locke. Um, Drew Locke is physically gifted, strong arm passer. Slings the ball with quite a bit of foul power with, with just a flick of the wrist as well, really. He, does, he looks pretty effortless in the way he does it sometimes, um, which obviously looks pretty impressive if he's linking up with a receiver on a deep ball or fitting into a tight window, uh, which obviously means uh, if we're talking about fits, we're looking at like Denver, we're looking at Tampa Bay, especially with Bruce Arians being there. Or even, you know, someone that doesn't get talked about a lot is Matt Stafford in Detroit. Obviously, he's been there for quite a long time, just not brought a great deal of success. You know, he's on a lot of money, uh, but maybe they want to get someone in the building. And not not the eighth overall pick, and you know, he probably won't last too much long after that. But, you know, if, if things get a bit weird, I think he'd fit their offense quite well. Obviously, he's a vertical passer. Uh, going back to Locke, uh, makes some pretty crazy decisions with the football, real head scratchers, um, you know, which comes from trusting his arm too much, I think, and probably not reading defences as much as he should. Um, pretty horrible under pressure, which does feed that, you know, feeds the poor footwork, bad decisions, and obviously inaccurate throws as well. Obviously, this time last year, we were talking about someone else in the same terms, Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, I think they do have some similarities in the fact that they're a strong arm QB, um, generally doesn't really know how to play the position properly yet. Um, but uh, one area that Locke does really lag behind is his athleticism and his yeah. mobility. Josh Allen obviously became kind of okay at the end of last season because he was able to scramble and Buffalo kind of changed the offense for him in that regard. Uh, but Locke isn't going to have that sort of to fall back on. Um, you know, he isn't winning any races against would-be tackles at all. And I wasn't a fan of Allen. Um, at all, which you know, if I'm putting Alan above him, kind of gives you a clue at where I sit with Locke, even though he's yeah. still my QB three, which <laughs> yeah. kind of says it all, really. Yeah, it's yeah, I found him really hard because I think in another year, then he's maybe that prospect that we're talking about where you can get him later on and he's got that bit of upside. But for me, where he's probably going to end up going and where I'm seeing him mocked and stuff, I just I just don't see that sort of player. I think so. One of the first I wrote down. There's something there, but I'm just not sure I'd want to be the team drafting him. And I think, yeah, I just don't really see it with him. There's obviously he's got them skills that I think, I think some teams will fall in love with because you know people get sort of mesmerised by this big arm, don't they? But mm, mm. yeah, I'm yeah, he's not for me. <laughs> he's not a player that I particularly like. He's, no, exactly. It's, I mean, I remember just I remember this. Is, it gives me flashbacks to talking about Josh Allen last year yeah. and everyone banging on about this big arm, and it doesn't take. A big arm. That's not a that's not a primary need for a quarterback to have a big arm. You know, we, we you know, we see we see top quarterbacks in the league who do have big arms, but then you've also got top quarterbacks in the league who don't. And but they can read the game and see the game. Like Tom Brady, for example, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers doesn't have the greatest arm, but these are really intelligent quarterbacks who kind of know what the defence is doing 
you know, b- b- more than some of their players do in some senses. You know, and that's a that's a primary need for a quarterback to play the position well. But these guys like Locke and Allen last year, they don't have that. That you know, and that's it's a mental position. It's not a completely physical position. That's why Tom Brady can still play it now at his age and play it well. Yeah, it's. I think. So my big question with Drew Locke was like, is he that much better than some of the prospects going like quite a bit later? Like, if you want someone with just a big arm, there's someone like I don't know Tyree Jackson. I don't think he's particularly good, but he's got a big arm and he's an, he's a quite athletic player. Is he like, mm. I'd much rather take him. I don't know wherever you're going to get him much later in the draft than Locke, where he's probably going to go in that first round somehow. But yeah, I just I just don't think he's that much better than other players in this draft. Not particularly. No, I mean. Drew Locke screams John Elway to me, and obviously yeah. it does to a lot of other people because obviously he's being mocked at number ten at number ten to the Broncos quite a lot, and it sounds like it's coming to fruition a little bit from you know the people in the know who you kind of follow on Twitter and on social media and just in the media in general who kind of have the finger on the pulse a little bit. This is kind of picking up a bit of speed. Uh, yeah. Drew Locke wasn't really in contention maybe a month or so ago, but now he's like mocked to the Broncos all the time, and we know that John Elway just like likes to take swings. For a quarterback, he's done it, you know, how many years he's done it for. He's done it quite a lot. Um, you know, Paxton Lynch was straight out of this mould as well. He yeah. took him at the end of the first round when no one really thought he would or that Paxton Lynch should have gone there. Uh, you know, and he, and Elway's already said as well, you know, he'll keep swinging until he gets it right. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not a really, it's not, doesn't take much to put two and two together really. No, and like I think that is fine from our way. Like I think there's a lot worse things than that these teams can do. I'd much rather just take one every year until you find one. But yeah, I'm just not sure. I yeah, I just don't see it with Lock. That's that's I just uh, Lock. Sorry, I just keep coming back to it. It's that thing of yeah. If he if he were getting him two rounds later than where he's going to go, then fine. But mm. yeah, with that pick, I just I'm not a fan of it. And yeah, I feel like it's just got bust written all over it. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the quarterback tax, isn't it? You know, Alan, I think I had him in the third round last year. He went seventh overall. We might see the same for Drew Locke. Yeah, it's it's pretty mad of him. Yeah, I'm not... uh, Yeah, I think it's safe to say I'm not a Drew Locke fan, but... You know, so I think he's going to go high, and I think we'll get to work out if he is actually good enough. Fairly I think it, quickly. Yeah, for sure. I think he'll go in the first round. I don't know if he'll go to number ten overall, or you know, if Denver trade back or trade up or whatever. You know, whether he'll go to Denver. But I do think he'll go in the first round. I wouldn't pick him in the first round, but that's no. what I think. I think there are going to be teams that are enamoured with this physical gift, and you know, like they are all the time. So, yeah, yeah I think he's. I think he's a lock to go in the first round. To pardon the pun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he is, and yeah, it. I, I would be so disappointed if I was a fan of the team that did draft him. I think, but yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> maybe I'm being harsh on him, and maybe it will work out. But yeah, I, I just don't see it with him, to be honest. But, no, um, same. No, I'm, I'm exactly in the same boat. Well, who, well, last two quarterbacks, last two players of this rundown, I suppose. Well, so we've got some sleepers to come, but yeah, who, who have you got at number two? Yeah, so I mean, it's one of two, isn't it? Um, that we've got left. So Dwayne Haskins is actually my number two. It kind of pains me to say it uh, for reasons that I'll come on to when I'm talking about the next guy uh, later on. Uh, but Haskins is like your prototypical pocket passer, um, which, you know, has drawn quite a variation of comparisons really some have even sort of pegged as a next Jameis Winston 
and some have compared him to Alex Smith, which is kind of weird because it's kind of two completely different quarterbacks, which is weird. Yes, uh, you know, he throws with good timing, anticipation, short and intermediate stuff is his, his forte. Um, shows good level of power or touch, whatever the situation requires, which is quite nice. Uh, shows his sort of got an understanding, whereas obviously talking about someone like Locke or Allen last year where they just power everything. Uh, you know, it's nice to see someone who can throw with that sort of finesse, which is good. Um, doesn't throw the deep ball very well at all, uh, which leads me to believe he'll kind of be a bit more of an Alex Smith rather than James Winston. If we're going back to those two little comparisons, um, he's going to be a sort of dink and dunk passer uh, as opposed to a vertical passer who takes, you know, risky throws. Um, but, you know, more than more so than Daniel Jones. I know we said dink and dunk about Daniel Jones and sort of said the sort of the negatives about that. I think Haskins has got much more to him than than uh, Daniel Jones has. Uh, big red flag for me is one year of starter experience at Ohio State. I was a big, big advocate of him returning to school to yeah. gain more experience. But obviously, as soon as Justin Herbert went back to Oregon, he was never going to go back because obviously he was going to go much higher. Um, I have a bit of a problem with things like that as well because I think, you know, barring a freak injury, and, you know, these things do happen, but they are freak injuries, you know, go back to school, become a better player, and you'll get paid anyway. You know, just have patience, and, you'll, you, you know, you could be a much better player for it in the long term. Yeah. But they obviously, they, they see the money, they want to go, they, you know, get a good um, round grade from the advisory board. Which obviously Haskins did after Herbert went back. Uh, he was number one quarterback for ages before Murray kind of not burst onto the scene. So obviously everyone knew about him, but there was that uncertainty about his baseball uh, career, wasn't there? So he, yeah. you know, he, Haskins was number one. He probably thought he was going to go in the top five. It actually seems like the NFL cooling on him quite a little bit, and Locke is going the other way. Uh, so it wouldn't be surprising to see Haskins went after Locke. But uh, yeah, number two for me at the moment. Yeah. I think when I watched Haskins, there was a lot more... I have all these quarterbacks. I think there was a lot more I liked about him than maybe some of the others. But I think, as you say, there's... I don't know. Is, I, I, I think his arm strength's like good enough, but I don't think it's sort of stand out at all, is it? I think he's no, great. No. But, but so he, has, he has only got that one year, but in that one year, he did have some like great numbers, didn't he? I think sort of close to 5,000 yards in the end, wasn't it? Like 50 touchdowns, something like that. Can't, yeah, can't yeah, yeah. Head, but yeah, I know he had some great production, and I say I think as we say it, every single week, and I would say we say it every single week. But uh, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we like to see that production, don't we? But yeah, it'd be nice if he had gone back another year and done it again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's a big thing for me because I because it's flashing the pan. You know, you, you hear yeah. sort of one season wonder and stuff like that, and you know you don't want that one season wonder to be you know your peak and it's in college in your junior year <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean you want it to be sort of like you know it's more of a sort of known commodity if you know what you're sort of drafting if it's happened two three years in college yeah like i like i think well i think he's someone that definitely could have benefited from going back but i think if he if he got, if he ends up going to a team where he can sit then i think it could be really good for him and I'd I'd much like sorry I'd much prefer him if he did do that and I think he has got the sort of talent to become a decent quarterback in this league but mm. I mean do you, do you think he is somebody that's just going to end up being middle of the, a lot of middle of the road quarterback or do you think he has sort of got a bit more upside than that? Uh, I don't see him being you know top five quarterback. Yeah. I mean he'll be he'll be better than average I think when he does start and like you I hope he doesn't start straight away for obviously yeah. the reasons why I want him to go out to college. I want him to be my number one overall because I'm not a fan of. Man number one overall, but <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's undoubted that he does have more upside. Um, so yeah, I, I I mean I do I've got down as fits. Let's just go to that: the, the Giants, the Redskins, and the Jags. Obviously, all three of those teams he would sit for at least one year, which I think 
is you know not just the offensive fit it's also a fit in terms of his experience and the fact that he would sit behind an experienced guy and and learn from them yeah i, I would i would really like it if he went to one of those teams actually because yeah I, th- I think he really does need that and i think obviously it's hard for them to actually sit but yeah i think the jags would be a really good sort of landing spot for him and sort of what for his whole career really it's yeah, but as I said, he does seem to be dropping, doesn't he? Every time I see a mock or sort of any chat about him, he does seem to be dropping further and further down people's lists. And Yeah. You know. It's a bit worrying, isn't it? This close yeah. to the draft, what are we, like two weeks away and he seems to be on the slide a little bit. But, yeah. you know, we, this could happen for a multitude of reasons yeah. and, you know, it might not be necessarily true. Yeah. It feels a bit like um, Teddy Bridgewater did a few years ago. It seemed like sort of a long time building up to draft. He was almost sort of seen as a number one and then when it come down to it he just seemed to slide and slide didn't he and what did he get taken the end of the first or start of the second I can't remember now he was um, was he the Rock. 32nd pick yeah he might have been yeah I think you might be right because Minnesota traded back in yeah. yeah no it's a good shout it is, it is quite similar to that actually yeah yeah he's uh, yeah it's a weird one but yeah I wouldn't he's not he's, I don't think I say I'm not sort of sold on him completely but I think there's sort of more to like about him than some of the others in this class and yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why it's my number two. I mean, we've just talked uh, for quite a while about how we quite dislike the class, yeah, <laughs> both of us. You know, and so maybe saying he's number two isn't you know a massive stamp of approval. But you know, I do like him. He, you know, like I say, he, he would be my number one if you know if I didn't like Murray as much as I wish I didn't. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I'm sort of in the exact same boat. I, I sort of everything that I watch and sort of see with him, I feel like he is my number one, but. Yeah, I still had Murray above him as my number one. Yeah. <laughs> That's why everything's sort of telling me that Haskins should be my number one. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird, weird weird, thing, isn't it? But, uh, well, I suppose we might as well get on to Murray then. So, so yeah, obviously Kyle Murray's number one. Yeah. Um, I think he'll go number one overall in the draft. I'll just get that in straight away. Yeah. I've kind of come round to the idea of it now. Uh, there's too much, too much smoke. Um, yeah, it'd be one be... of the biggest bluffs, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, but the, but the thing is, I mean... If you're the Arizona Cardinals, you're the number one pick. You get to pick whoever you like. You don't yeah. need to bluff. So I don't see what they're getting out of it. I guess if... it's all the Rosen stuff, isn't it? Like I don't, I don't really understand unless they're trying to get someone to trade up, really, and they've got Rosen in on the whole thing. I don't yeah, really know exactly. What else is I, yeah, from. I don't understand it to be honest yeah. with you. Unless they're trying to get San Francisco to move up, you yeah, know, because right. they brought Nick Bosun, didn't they, for a, for a uh, visit? Yeah. Unless they're trying to you know get him to get San Francisco to move up to take both number one and you know they can take whoever they want and get picks yeah it's a, yeah, it's a weird situation very weird very weird um, yeah Murray the thing is why you know if we're talking about him and Haskins sort of synced up um, the thing that worried me about Murray wasn't so much his height which obviously everyone knew and he came out taller in the combine than, than most people expected it was Murray's weight but obviously yeah. he beefed up uh, quite considerably for the combine, you know, coming in well over two hundred pounds, which obviously no one really expected, um, which must have meant he had a great diet for a few weeks before yeah. the combine. But I think it's quite telling that he didn't run because obviously he's put on all this weight. Can he run as fast as he might have expected? Possibly not. I think he'll drop his weight to something pretty similar to what he was at Oklahoma for the season. Um, yeah. You know, which again might not be great because obviously then he's still got to take the pounding that comes with playing quarterback. Anyway, on to him as a player. Uh, dynamic athlete with a ball in his hands, also possesses a live arm, I would say. Not, not like we were saying before, not a, not a fantastic arm. Uh, yeah. But he can can throw the ball all over the field, which is which is obviously a great, uh, you know, great uh, 
skill to have. Sorry, I just totally <laughs> couldn't think of the right word. Uh, generally, I think he makes pretty sound decisions, hit throws at all levels of the field. However, he does have tendencies to make silly throws as well. Uh, does this quite a lot. Um, and you just, like a head scratcher, like I said earlier about other players, you just think, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. Um, obviously, this is something he wants to sort of cut down on the NFL, but it's kind of good because when you sort of watch him, he seems to have that short memory about his bad decisions. He doesn't seem bothered yeah. about it, doesn't he? He's like bog him down or... You know, he doesn't seem to shy away from doing it again, which, you know, again, might get him into trouble. But, you know, it's one of those things you take the rough of this move. Um, as a runner, he actually protects himself really well. Obviously, that, that obvious baseball background comes into into uh, play. Uh, it slides quite a lot, does well to keep himself out of uh, harm's way, which is obviously something he's going to need with that undersized frame. Um, yeah, he's going he's gonna to need to do that a lot more. Uh, by no means perfect, obviously. Uh, I've been seriously turned off by the way he handled the pre-draft process, all these interviews that he was giving, and he just kind of looked like a bit of an idiot, you know, not answering questions about his baseball and stuff like that. I don't know why, you know, and I don't really like that he messed about, I mean, I've got no allegiances in baseball, I don't watch it, but I don't like that he messed about the Oakland days. You know, if you wanted to play football, just say, don't like, don't string someone along. They spent quite a high draft pick on him yeah. to then get nothing from it, you know, and the money, obviously, that's it's money to them as what franchise is going to make lots of money it doesn't really matter uh, he's he's a number one QB uh, like I say uh, probably number one overall pick um, but obviously like like we've said for the whole episode read that into read into that what you will you know about everyone else yeah it's yeah so it, it, it's a very weird one with Murray because yeah I don't I don't watch him and particularly like that much about him but yeah I think he is going to be the number one quarterback taken well quite obviously he's going to be in yeah, it'd be a, a bit of a shocker now if he wasn't number one pick. Mm. But, so I think I think I think I said to you before we started recording, like it almost feels like his height's the thing that the only thing people are knocking him for. But I think there's so much other stuff there with him that's I don't know, very questionable at least, isn't it? It's yeah, it's almost like that's covering up some of the other sort of cracks. <laughs> in height. Yeah, I mean he's not supposed to be the most vocal leader from what I've yeah. seen and heard, um, which obviously might turn in. You know, the, the, some executives and some front office staff away from him because obviously you want your quarterback to be this alpha dog as leader. You know, James Winston it comes to mind. You know, shouting in the huddle, saying all these ridiculous things, and um, you know that's what most people want their quarterback to be. That you know this, you know, leading from the front, not from behind. And Murray doesn't seem like he's that, um, which obviously can could lead to you know, problems in the locker room in future. You know, his command might not be what you know it's more of an alpha male might be. Um, yeah, like I say, he makes silly decisions all the time, and obviously, if he, if like I say, he has that short memory, and if he keeps doing that, and he keeps getting picked off, and he, you know, doesn't shy away from it, obviously, could lead to problems as well. Yeah, but like, if if you're if you're GM of the uh, Cardinals, are you taking him number one? If if you if you're if you're the one actually making the pick and sort of, I guess, putting your job on the line with Murray, are you are you making that pick? Uh, what given what's already gone on with Josh Rosen, or would yeah, you saying... it, yeah, you take over, you've taken over the Cardinals like yesterday or something, and uh, you're making the pick. Are, are you taking him number one? No, I mean I'd, I'd be going back to Josh Rosen yeah. and saying sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Rosen's a better QB. You know, we mentioned earlier about sort of comparing Murray to uh, previous draft classes. If we just take it back to last year, I think I'd have had him fourth. I would say, I would imagine. Um, yeah. You know, I'd have him so. Sort of before Lamar Jackson, maybe because Jackson's not the best thrower, yeah. you know. And comparing them as runners is a bit tomato tomato kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, they're both electric athletes. They're both really good. Uh, both protect themselves pretty well. So you know, you kind of 
score them equally, let's say, on that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Jackson's a better height for the position and, uh, you know, in that regard, he'd sort of win over him. But Murray, I would say, is a better passer, which obviously is the primary purpose of having a quarterback, not yeah. to run. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd score Murray above above Jackson, but way below the other four that went uh, before Lamar last year. You know, which obviously includes Rosen, which, you know, and there's the the business of picking, you know, when you're as bad as the Cardinals, this is, picking two quarterbacks in consecutive years with top 10 picks, one of which is the number one pick. Yeah. And it's not a good way to build a team. <laughs> so, yeah, if you, you know, if you're asking me that question, if he's saying, if I'm the GM of the, the Cardinals, I'm, you know, taking it all back and yeah. uh, Josh Rosen's my starter and I'm going to take Nick Bosa number one, you know, because he's going to actually make an impact on my defence where, you know, I, I need... Not yeah. that Murray won't make an impact, and that's not really what I mean. I don't. No. It sort of sounded like that's what I meant, but you know, I've already got Rosen. I don't need a quarterback. Yeah, I need to make my offensive line better. <laughs> yeah, it, I find it hard because I think <clears throat> yeah, I liked Rosen coming out, but I think I think it was more that he. I felt like he was more ready than the others last year. More than I felt like he was like some great quarterback, and I don't know. I didn't see that much from him last year that I particularly mm. liked, and I think. I don't. It, I, if it was a better quarterback, I don't blame the Cardinals for doing it. I think it's because it's Murray that I think it's a bit of a weird one. Like I think too often teams sort of get stuck with quarterbacks they don't think are right or don't ever think are good enough. Look at like the the Jags or mm, mm. whoever it might be. There's there's countless teams, isn't there? They've just held on to a quarterback because they're taking him high. So I think if they really don't, if they're really sort of out on Rosen and think he is never going to be that player, then I think. In some ways, I sort of commend them for just going out and just fixing it straight away. But yeah, to say it does feel like such a waste of yeah, sort of two high picks, doesn't it? And they traded up for Rosen as well. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I always forget that really with Rosen. Yes, yeah, yeah I kind of forgot that until someone you know a lot yeah. of people started mentioning it recently, and you know yeah. with this sort of questioning. But I mean, just if we compare Rosen and what the Cardinals are doing, you know, possibly like booting him out and trading him away for you know they're not going to get any value on him whatsoever. Um, obviously, they were a bad team last year. They had no wide receivers. No one's catched the ball outside of Larry Fitzgerald and you know maybe David Johnson a little bit, even though he wasn't at his best because the offensive line was also bad, yeah. and they didn't open up any holes of Johnson or protect Rosen at all. Um, that's why I was kind of fearing for Sam Bradford's life <laughs> a little bit, you know, given yeah. his injury history. But anyway, that's by the by. But um, if you look at the way that the Bills have gone about. You know, treating Josh Allen this off season, they've rebuilt the offensive line. You know, for better or for yeah. worse, we don't know yet. But they've got him a lot of weapons as well, and they've kind of gone right. Okay, we've got this quarterback. He's kind of flawed. He's, uh, you know, he's got the, these things that he needs to improve upon. And I'm sure you know, they'll try and make him do so. But then they've also said, right, well, what can we do to make that better for him? We've put, put a new offensive line in front of him, giving some people to throw the ball to that he didn't have. Uh, but you know, I think that the Cardinals could have done something like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, they've, because they've, you know Murray's going to come in, and he's still going to have the problems that Rosen's had. Yeah, they've shown no real sort of faith in him, have they? Uh, Rosen or no real sort of yeah, they haven't backed him at all, have they? And yeah, no. you say the bills, the bills, yeah, for better or worse, have done exactly that with Allen and giving him every chance to succeed. But yeah, it's I think what I find hard with Murray is I think I'm judging him on being the number one pick. Where if he was being taken a bit later, I might. I always feel like I'd feel like I like him more because he was going that bit later. But <laughs> as a number one pick, I've just yeah, I would not if if say if I'm the Chargers uh, GM, then yeah, it's not for me. It's not not a player that I would want to be sort of yeah. Say it is putting your job on the line taking a player like him number one. It's a, it's a, it's a very bold move, isn't it? And if it doesn't work out, then yeah, they're gone there, aren't they? 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Steve Kime was kind of hanging on by his fingertips <laughs> yeah. anyway, isn't he? And, you know, when you bring in a head coach, a new head coach, uh, they usually get pegged peg to a quarterback, doesn't it? So Kingsbury's job, yeah. I think, is on the line as well. Because obviously, if, if he's wanted Murray, he's, he's the one who's sort of, you know, before he was the Cardinals' uh, head coach, he obviously said he would take Murray with the first overall pick. Now he's in control yeah. of the first overall pick. And, you know, he's going to take Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, and if, if Murray isn't good or this Rosen trade doesn't go well and people kind of peg this to that, the the pick of Murray as well, then, you know, it, Kingsbury could have a really short career in the NFL as well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a tough situation. and Yeah, I think it would be a lot more understandable if you had, like, a generational talent coming out. Like, maybe in the next two years, if they were doing it, it would make a bit more sense than this year. Or, mm. you know, maybe like the luck draft or something like that, where there's a player that... It's just almost surefire, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That would make a lot more sense, where Murray seems a big risk if you were taking him a bit later, let alone with a number one overall pick. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, you don't often get the number one overall pick, and it's just something that can't be wasted, to be honest with you. Which is why, you know, which is why, you know, going back to my previous answer to your question, it's why I would take a real impact player, blue chip player, yeah. uh, you know, like Nick Bosa, or trade back, that would be another option that I didn't mention. Uh, yeah. You know, because you, if you're the Cardinals, you've got a really bad roster with a lot of holes in it, so you could do with some extra picks. Yeah, I like that. That seems to make so much sense to me. But I don't, I, maybe it's just that there's not that player there that teams are trading up for. But like, it almost feels like out of this, I think they maybe thought they were going to get more for Rosen than it turns out they are going to. I don't know if that sort of maybe factors into it that you know maybe they thought they'd get like a, a late first or second rounder for Rosen back in. And well, that's of, the that's the bluff, isn't it? That they're trying yeah. to make it home, and, and you know they've got. 12 days to to yeah. try and pull something off because obviously if they draft Kyle Murray with Josh Rosen still on the roster he becomes almost valueless yeah and I mean I'm not the biggest center Rosen but I think pretty much every team in the league should be looking at him if they can get him for that second round or third rounder and mm. paying what 2 million a year or something like that is it for the rest of his uh, rookie deal is peanuts isn't it and even if he just becomes a backup for you I think that's fine like just, just yeah, for yeah. a financial sense that makes a lot of a lot of sense yeah definitely um I, I, I'm not going to try and pass this off as my own um, theory because it's not. This is something that I've been discussing with someone who he sort of came up with it, kind of. Um, someone kind of came up with the theory that uh, the Cardinals are kind of scared of Rosen's injury history um, and him kind of retiring quite early. He's had, like, obviously shoulder surgeries. He's had concussions while he was at UCLA and they're a bit worried about him retiring quite early. So that's yeah. a that's a theory behind why they're going to get Murray as well. But I thought I'd just mention that. It's, like I say, it's not my theory. It's not something that I've come up with. But it's definitely something that you know. It's interesting. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. And obviously, if that comes to fruition, maybe that's why trade teams aren't trading for him. Yeah, and it would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? I think. Because he's obviously with... got other interests that obviously got levelled at him last year when he yeah. was coming out as well. You know, he's not all in on football and stuff like that. And then if he's not all in on football and he's getting injuries and concussions and stuff like that, he might yeah. chuck in the towel. Yeah, yeah, it it would make it would probably make the whole thing make more sense, wouldn't it? Mm. If that is the case, and yeah, I, I always think it's just a big red flag with someone when you know the team that's looking at him every day just doesn't seem to be backing him or doesn't seem to have any faith that he can be that player. When mm. obviously they did a year ago, that just in that time they've sort of gone from well, say trading up for him and being sort of putting a lot into him to yeah, basically just giving up on him in well 
didn't even play 16 games, did he? <laughs> well, no. Four, no. Games. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a weird situation. but Very weird. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I quite like Rosen last year coming out. And the situation that he was put in was horrendous. Yeah. Uh, you know, not only, like we said, well, we mentioned that the offensive line wasn't very good. The weapons weren't very good. He also had a first-year head coach who was a defensive mind. And he also had Mike McCoy as his offensive coordinator. And that is bad enough on its own, whether you've got a good offensive line and weapons or not. As a Chargers fan, I know all about Mike McCoy and how bad his offense is and his play calling is. Um, and then, you know, although it is Mike McCoy, to then change your offensive coordinator in your first year in the league is also a big burden. Yeah. And so all these factors added up, and it's just like, you know, I bring it back to the Bills scenario again, like, just give him a chance, you know, just put some people in front of him who can block, give him some people to throw to, have some consistency in the way you're playing and the way you call... Uh, Call uh, play calling, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and give him a chance. You know, you're giving up on someone who you traded up quite a lot for, and then you're not going to get back value for money either. So it's it doesn't make sense to me. Um, it's not something I would do, but you know that's the way they're going, and we'll see how it all works out. I'm glad it's not my team again. Yeah, it's. I think it will be the big storyline on it when it's once it comes to draft week, and well, obviously number one pick is going to be the big story anyway. But yeah, I think it's a. Yeah, I think it's just a very unique situation, and so. Probably won't see it again for quite a long time because of the way it's played out. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely. <laughs> okay, well, that's our top five callbacks and well, our last top five of the year, but still just got one more player to go. So who have you got as your sleeper pick? One more player and one of one of my favourite quarterbacks actually in the in the uh, you know, i I like him much more than from lockdownwards I would say I would you know, I like Haskins and I like Murray in certain respects, but I do really like my sleeper, which is John Tiamu from Ole Miss. Um, you know, like I say, a player that I really like, really accurate at all levels of the field, makes really good decisions, very few bad ones. Uh, pretty mobile as well, so make you know, use his legs to get out of uh, trouble, which obviously sounds very positive, doesn't it? And you kind of maybe thinking, why would I not have him a bit higher? Uh, I think he's got a chance to be a real high-end backup in the NFL, and you know, if something comes up with injury, I think he'd be a low-end starter. You know, after maybe not in year one, but you know, a couple of years down the line. And, you know, if an injury happens and he does get some chance to play on the field, I think he could be traded in the same manner as Jacoby Brissett, I reckon. I reckon yeah. that, you know, could be on the cards. Uh, doesn't wow you with any aspects of his game, but everything's in a smooth manner. Um, you know, good mechanics, good poise, kind of looks professional and looks focused in the pocket. I think the problem comes from the, in the sense that Ole Miss's offence literally ran 25 plays. Um, you know, we've talked about that with DK Metcalf in the past. You know, so we don't really know his capabilities when he has a a normal playbook that they will have to learn. Um, you know, he's got the basics right, though, in terms of motion and mental aspects of the game. You know, so I feel like he should be able to make the the next step. You know, if we're talking about day three, we're talking about a developmental QB, I think you'd do much, much worse than taking John Tiamu. I'd take him over... I'd take him over all, all three that I mentioned uh, from three, four, five, Gray, Lock Jones... Um, you know, maybe you can develop into what Marcus Mariota should have been, and they're obviously good friends. So, yeah. uh, you know, he, he kind of reminds me of that. Obviously, he's mobile. He makes good decisions. He doesn't do anything silly. He kind of does remind me of Marcus Mariota in that sense. Uh, so, yeah, anyone's really in play who wants to develop a good quarterback and who thinks they can as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I just agree with everything you just said there. It's, and I think in this draft, I'd much rather be taking a punt on someone like him than some of these other other quarterbacks right at the top. And, yeah, I think he's the, the exact sort of quarterback I'd be looking at in them later rounds where, wait, yeah, somebody who 
I don't know, perhaps there's quite a lot unknown about him, as you say, because of their offence and yeah, it's tough. But so I was saying to you before, um I found I found it quite hard to judge really because well he's got what, three wide receivers that are gonna come out and well, three wide receivers that I quite like that they're mm, coming out mm. and they say the offence is yeah, quite a strange offence and he's he's such a hard player to judge, but yeah, I think he does have that upside that yeah, maybe some some of the head some of the head him uh, sorry, some of them ahead of him don't. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I say, he's got that mental aspect. He's got the basics, right? He's got nice motion. And, you know, he, so you don't have to like, teach him any of that stuff. All you have to do is put a normal-sized playbook in front of him and see how it goes. And, you know, if you take him on day three, um, you know, you could, like I said, you could do much worse. I'd, I'd quite like it if the Chargers took him in, you know, round four, round five, let's say. Yeah. You know, and you give him a couple of years to, to sort of see what you can do, you know, behind Philip Rivers and, you know, see what you've got really you know because like say he's got the physical gifts you know he's got an okay arm and he's got that athleticism as well to that, that you kind of need in the modern day quarterback so yeah i quite like him he's definitely one of my kind of yeah he's all, yeah i'll go say he's one of my favorite quarterbacks in this class if not my favorite to be fair yeah and yeah i think yeah for sure with what we said before then yeah he's definitely the sort of player that i'd much rather take someone like him and just someone just give me any of these players that are going in that sort of range over some of these, it's like like your locks, your Jones, all these mm. sort of players. Yeah, it's I, I really do. Yeah, I do agree with what you're saying on him. Uh, is, is there any other players out there that you uh, like the look of? <laughs> I knew well, you'd ask or, me this. Or don't, or don't <laughs> any other players you don't hate? <laughs> I, I think that's probably you know better way to phrase it. There's not really, to be honest. Um, there's players that I really don't like. Who I think might go a bit higher than than Tiamu for, for instance, or um, you know, in that pack with like Greer and and uh, Locke, uh, Ryan Finley's one that I really don't like. I've seen uh, lots of talk about him this week. I don't. Yeah, really know, I, I don't, don't really, know, really why. know why. To be honest, I really don't. I think he's not very good, uh, to say the least. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a great deal beyond these five. Uh, to be no. honest with you, or, or six with Tiamu obviously yeah. as well. I, I mean, I was like a said to you before we came on I was kind of like really downbeat about Daniel Jones as my four and I was kind of really scraping the barrel for five to be honest and Greer like you said we talked about his upside that's the reason why he made it in for my my fifth yeah. uh, my fifth spot to be honest with you but this is a real down group give me the next two years you know if we do this again let's talk about quarterbacks in a year's time <laughs> yeah yeah the, the yeah the quarterbacks next year are definitely going to be a much more interesting bunch and yeah for sure yeah there's there's some genuine quarterbacks coming out next year, isn't there? Where I feel like this is just one of them years where just get lots and lots of reaches, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you say, it's a down year, you know. And there is there is toolsy players. You know, Tyree Jackson's one that you mentioned earlier. You know, yeah. another upside guy. Um, yeah, you know, just a huge some, man, isn't he? <laughs> someone someone will take him. He's a bit unorthodox, obviously being so yeah. tall. Um, but yeah, no, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to sort of after the draft's all done in a couple of weeks' time to sort of sit back and go. You know, see where these guys go, um, and see what the fit will be, and see you know who we like. Obviously, if we do a little bit of a review, maybe we'll we'll go into that a little bit. Yeah. Well, one last question then: how how many quarterbacks go in the first round? If you uh, that un- right unfortunately, I think I'll go three. Oh, well, I, I, yeah. I've got I a think... sneaky feeling we get four, and one oh, of really? us is very disappointed with oh, wow, one okay. of the picks or something stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can really see the Patriots doing something at the end. Okay. Yeah. I. I think Murray will go number one. I think the next one off the board will be Locke, and I'm pretty sure, you know, it'll be the Broncos or someone like that. You know, in the top ten, or maybe if they try back a little bit or something like that, I think he'll get picked up in the first fifteen picks, certainly. 
I guess a lot comes down to the Giants and if they are sort of bluffing on not taking a quarterback at six. True, true. Yeah, I think a lot probably comes down to whether they... Well, I guess... It, well, I'd hope it would be Haskins at six out of all these players, but... Yeah. He fits best. He fits best with the Giants. Obviously, he, you know, we take Murray out of the equation. I think he, he... I don't think Drew Locke fits with the Giants and what they want to do. No. Uh, but yeah, Haskins fits. Um yeah, uh, I think he'll get picked up in the twenties at some point. I think, yeah. you know, if he's if you think you're a team who kind of needs a quarterback in a couple of years, and Dwayne Haskins is kind of slipping down, he's in the late twenties. You might as well trade up for yeah. him, get that get that fifth year. You know, you've got extra time to develop him, and uh, yeah, see what you can get. He's, he's might work out as a bit of a bargain if he was you know twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. Like, if the Patriots got Haskins, then he's one I wouldn't be disappointed with. But, mm. uh, yeah, pretty much any other quarterback that we might get, yeah, I would not be mm. overly, uh, mm. overly excited about. No, too exactly. Much, too hopeful yeah. about. But, yeah, we'll see. Well, that's, that is our position roundups completely done. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not 100% sure what we're going to be doing next week. But, yeah, I think we'll be back with something next week where we do some questions or sure. something like that. Some listeners' questions, something like that ahead of the draft. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll work something out anyway. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I look forward to it. It's been good. It's been a good series. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me yeah. on. Um, yeah, it's been good to sort of talk about the draft. And, yeah, looking forward to our last two or three uh, shows together. it would be good. Yeah, say seems to have flown by now. I can't believe uh yeah, I can't believe that the quarterbacks are ready, but yeah. yeah. Soon draft time will soon be here and mm. yeah. We'll be uh looking at these next prospects and yeah, hopefully on to some better quarterbacks on the yeah, draft. Definitely. But yeah. Well, where, where can where can they find you? So uh, yeah, my usual usual landing spot is the Full Ten Yards podcast, uh, which I host with my friend Tim. Uh, we're over on Spotify, iTunes, pretty much everywhere. Like yourselves, everywhere that you want to find a podcast on the on the American Football, or the NFL is where you can find us. Uh, yeah, like we said, going through our draft um, sort of program ourselves uh, this week on Wednesday, we did our offensive uh, sort of prospects, looking at wide receivers, tight ends, and some running backs. Uh, got a good, got a good chat in. Uh, introduced our new host. We now have a third host uh, who's called Rob. Um, so if you want to, you want to hear that, just come over, have a listen. Uh, that was our second draft podcast. Um, so if you're in for the draft, uh, yeah, come and listen to us. Even if you just want to stick around for those two or three. And then next week on Wednesday, we'll be looking at defense, uh, which is my forte. Um, and yeah, I'll be talking about defense, and uh, the other lads are kind of out of the comfort zone, which is quite fun for me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, come along, have a have a listen to us talk about the draft even further if you're enjoying what me and Dave are doing. Lovely, yeah, definitely check that out. And yeah, well, you can find us. Uh, we're at first and ten underscore on Twitter and first and ten on Facebook. But I'm sure if you were going to follow us on that, you'd already done it. So you know, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, follow them, fo- follow us, follow uh, your podcast, all that stuff. But um, well, yeah, and. Till next week, I suppose. Well, see you later, Lee. Yeah, see you later. Have a good one. Cheers. See you later. Bye. I don't want to drown no more. Sick of the same old people. Kind that'll sell your soul. Trade it for a shining stone. Ain't nothing in this life for free. Running from the greatest evil. Finally, don't know me. A man's got to fight temptation.